Hello, everyone, and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 152. It's common, a common, common thing for us to worry about the future, isn't it? And it starts at a young age because we seem to have capacity to imagine all sorts of scenarios and and they're not always good, you know, when we think about the future. And like I said, you know, this starts pretty young. You know, you'll find, um, oh, you know, think just think back in your own life, you know, what if I can't get into this particular college or what if I can't find the right partner or what if I don't get the job that I really want? There's so many things that you can think about in the, in the future and wonder, you know, what if things never change or what if they get worse? Well, this is a passage that Jesus addresses all of this and a lot more uh, today. It's actually Luke 21. And it's really a passage, if you read Luke 21, it's all about kind of the mess the world's in, in many ways. Uh, Jesus was a realist. He never sugarcoated anything. He never said to his followers, you know, come after me and follow me and your life will be easy. He never said things like, you know, if you just do the right thing, everything will go well for you. Uh, no, he never made that kind of promise. What he, what he did do is that he, he gave wisdom and advice on how to live in an insecure world. He was very clear that the world uh, is insecure. And given that fact, he would go on to give advice on how to live when we sense that insecurity. Now, sometimes we sense it more than others. Uh, Sometimes we go through periods of time in our lives where everything's pretty good and we're feeling great and we are not really worried about the future or anything else because everything is going according to plan. But then there are other times where we go through times of change and loss and times of confusion. And this is the audience that Jesus is speaking to in Luke 21. His disciples, his students, are going through times of great change. And they're not good changes because he gives this teaching near the end of his life. And from what we know of church history, following Jesus' death and resurrection, uh, that the young church went through times of great trouble and persecution and great suffering. And so Jesus knows that his students are going to be facing difficult times ahead. And so he tries to prepare them and speak to them about how to handle, how to live in an insecure world. Now, we're not going to be faced with exactly the same troubles as the first students were. Because there's a high likelihood we're not going to be uh, imprisoned for our faith or persecuted for our faith or killed here in California and in, in the North, North America. But certainly in some parts of the world, that's, that this is still relevant. Yeah, persecution's a real thing. But so here's the text. Um, it begins with these, with these disciples, and it begins with... 
He's walking through uh, Herod's temple, and it begins with a simple uh, observation by students. They're walking through one of the wonders of the world at that time in history. The temple was massive. It was beautiful. It's, I mean, it's like huge, 36 acres big. <laughs> it's 187 feet high. It's marble. It's covered in gold leaf. It could hold 400,000 people. And it's really the wonders of the world. King Herod took 50 years to renovate it. And as they're walking through Herod's temple, one of the, the disciples make an innocent enough comment and they say, wow, look at, look at these beautiful stones. Isn't it lovely, we'd say. What incredible architecture. And then unexpectedly, Jesus says, this is verse six. As for these things that you see, as you're looking around you and you're, you're marveling at this wonderful uh, piece of architecture, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. And of course, the students are alarmed and they say, well, when will this happen? He never answers that question. He's like, he says, never mind the date. It will all be leveled. And what's more is, in your world, there will be wars and earthquakes and famines. It's like, well, when is this going to happen? He's saying, that's not the end of the world. He said, nation will rise against nation. There will be famines. There's going to be all sorts of trouble. So it's like he's telling them in advance this is the way the world is. Now, he's not just describing future events well, as in the end of the world. He's sort of describing the world as it was to the first listeners and as it is right down to this present day, right? Because we know we live in a world where there's famine, there's, there are wars, uh, there's all sorts of disasters happening, there are earthquakes happening. So it's really not simply about what will happen up in the future. He's saying he's describing the world in his day as he walked on the earth. He's describing our world today. And he's also describing the world of the future. So it's kind of like he's saying this is the way our world is. Life isn't always easy. And he knows that his disciples and us we'll have our battles with insecurity and fear and unwelcome changes. And because this is the world we live in, he's going to give us some advice on how to live in this world. Now, as you know, anytime our security is threatened or we feel it's threatened, it causes us to panic right? And it was the same for his first students. So the disciples are saying, look at this amazing temple. Isn't it magnificent? And Jesus uses it as a teaching opportunity. And he's really saying, now look, don't put your hope on this temple standing here because it's going to fall. Now that means nothing to us because we don't have our security built on Herod's temple. But the need for us 
to have security is big in our lives, right? We need stability. We want stability. Like the early people, we're not admiring Herod's temple and we're not saying, oh, this is fantastic, it's great. But we have other things that we think will last forever or will always be secure. Uh, you know, like our friends or our community or our health or our safe the safety of our children or meaningful work. or we, we find security in all sorts of things. And it's not necessarily wrong, but I think Jesus would teach it's, insu it's insufficient because any one of these securities could be removed in a moment, as we all experienced this a few years back didn't we, during the pandemic, that all the things that we thought would never change, changed. So for Jesus, in some way, and he does this a lot with his teaching, it's like, now, don't set your hopes on the wrong things. Watch your priorities. Think about what brings you security. Think about that. Now, how solid is that? How solid is that? Because there's one temple that will never fail. Remember, remember what he spoke about. Remember he said that. Remember he said, "Destroy this temple, and I'll raise it up in three days." And everybody's looking at him, bewildered, and they think, "What is he talking about? Raise this temple?" Well, of course, he's talking about his death and his resurrection. And he's using that kind of language and he's, he's pointing out the impermanence of the world and the impermanence of many of the things in our life. And then he's also reminding us of what is rock solid. And for Jesus, it's always security in God. When the world shakes, when the temples fall, God always remains the same. Now, he gets very practical in this passage, which I really like this, because basically what he's saying is, is that when your life is shaken, remember who's in control. And he even has a line here, don't be terrified, he says, in verse 9. Don't be terrified. We'd say, don't panic. Don't panic. When you see your world is shaking up in some way, don't panic. Don't panic. And he gives some great practical advice here. Now, I should set the context for you because with the first people that he's speaking to, he's speaking to people that will be persecuted for their faith. And uh, he's telling them in advance, now, make up your mind right now not to worry about it because if and when it happens, I'll give you the words to say and you don't have to be thinking all about worst case scenario for the future because whatever happens, uh, I'm going to be with you and I'm going, to be, I'm going to help you. Now, as I said, chances are we're not going to be put in the hot seat for our faith, but I do like this line that he says here. Make up your mind right now not to worry about what might happen happen. 
Now there's a choice there. There's a choice about how we live in this insecure world, how we live when we feel a bit shaken up in some way. He's saying, make up your mind right now not to worry about it. So there's a bit of a choice involved here. Now, we might say, oh, don't borrow trouble. Or we might say, don't keep thinking about what the future might hold or what bad thing could happen or what it could look like or don't keep dwelling upon how will I cope if this happens or if that happens. He's saying it's far more helpful to know and to remember and to remind yourself if you have to remind yourself anything. Whatever it happens, God is with me, God is helping me and God will give me what I need to get through that time. So he's saying, that's what you need to know about the future. That's what you need to know about the future. Not so much uh, trying to figure everything out so that nothing ever goes wrong. I mean, it's kind of impossible to do that anyway. So he's saying, make up your mind right now to not be worrying about the future. Now, yes, we can use our common sense and we can prepare and we can do all sorts of things to uh, try and make our lives go well. I think what Jesus is talking about is that kind of thinking that just goes to worst case scenario. And he's saying, well, that's a choice. There is a choice there. So you can make up your mind to not do that. You can make up your mind to place your thoughts elsewhere when these um, all sorts of projections come to your mind about the future that might never happen. He's saying what you need to know is, what you need to remember is, is that God's faithful. That God's faithful. And that whatever happens, you will be given what you need at that time. Now, to the original listeners, he says, don't worry if you're going to be arrested for your faith or in prison. God, don't worry about thinking about what you're going to say. God will give you the words to say. You just live in this day, in this time, and be concerned about today. So it's really great advice for every generation, isn't it? I mean, the number one psychological problem in our modern society apparently is stress. Yeah, for generation Y. It's an all-time high. People born between 1980 and 2000, stress is an all-time high because people are so acutely aware of the insecurities surrounding us, right? Literally, the earth herself is <laughs> responding, let's say, environmentally, right? So everything seems to be shaking. And although this was written thousands of years ago, Jesus is saying, when we are shaken, we need to learn how to place our hope in something that is rock solid, we need to place our hope, our strength in God. 
And that happens, or one of the things that helps us put our faith or our strength or our trust in God is to watch. Make up your mind, as Jesus says, right now, not to worry about what might happen. There seems to be, for Jesus, a choice. Now, we often think, well, I don't really have any choice because I'm just, a type of, I'm just the type of person that worries about things. And that may well be the case. And it's not like, you know, you're suddenly going to not worry. But where you do have a choice is, is that what you dwell upon, right? So this is the part that we do have a choice. All sorts of things can come to our mind that would cause us to be anxious, right? We don't have control over what's going to come to our mind, but we do have a choice on what we will dwell upon. And so he's saying, now think about this. Be mindful of this. Make up your mind now. When something comes to your mind that may never, ever happen, that's at the front end of the thought. That's where you have your choice. Now, am I going to continue to dwell on this? Or am I going to remember God's promise that God said that whatever happens to me today, tomorrow, in 10 years' time, God will give me what I need to get through that time? Because that's a wonderful promise to hold on to. You know, think about how God has been faithful to you right up to this point in your life, right? All the things that you've gone through, all the things that you've worried about, all the things that have happened, and yet, right at this moment in time, God has held you and kept you and been with you and given you what you need. And that's the promise that we want to hold on to, that God is faithful. So there's the prayer. There's the heart cry. God, help me. Help me to rest in that promise. Help me to bring that promise to my mind that no matter what happens today, tomorrow, or in 10 years' time, you will give me what I need at the time I need it. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.